0: Listeners, and welcome to Project Understory, a nonfiction storytelling podcast that delves into the deeper meaning of nature experiences. Does your love for the outdoors resonate in your bones? So does ours. We are storytellers, students, and teachers connected to the Central Wisconsin Environmental Station. We are meaning makers. Seeking to understand the world and ourselves better through the dappled shade of a balsam fir, or the haunting call of a loon across a lake. Here, you can hear our stories of adventure and contemplation, and perhaps discover your own understory.
1: Hello, listeners. My name is Kendall Prane, and I'm a student at UW. Stevens Point studying environmental education. I'm also an enthusiastic camper. I want to share a story of the perils of trailblazing, a time when I went off trail to climb a peak that was far steeper than I expected. It came a time in my college career that I had about half a summer, with no job prospects and no schooling that I could do. So instead, I chose to take a two-week backpacking trip in the mountains of Washington State. Keep in mind, I had never gone backpacking before, so this trip was bound to be interesting from the start. The weight of my pack was equivalent to a 5th grader who wanted a piggyback ride, all the way up and down several mountains. For the first three days, this trip was very challenging, but very fun. I was excited to see plants I had never come across in the Midwest including one called Old Man's Beard Lichen that had long gray strands dripping from every tree in sight. Everywhere I looked, it was green. That's not something you see in the Midwest every day. During those first few days, I also got to know the people on the trip with me. One of them, his name was Isaac, and he is the most aggressively positive person I have met before or since. For example, one of many examples he enjoyed doing what he called squat circles. This is when, whenever we had a break on the trail, say we were getting lunch or taking a water break, he would gather us all up and say, Hi everyone, let's do squat circles. We would all stand in a circle and do squats while looking at each other. But we would all do it anyway. Exercise on top of exercise. Because he was so genuinely enthusiastic about it all. On the fourth day, the summiting adventure began. It was about noon, and we saw that we had an option to deviate from the well-worn path we had been following up to that point, and climb up a mountainside instead. Now, you may be wondering, why on earth would you choose to do that when the trail is right ahead of you, and you know exactly where it's going, and everything will be fine? But you see, the map said there was a lake at the top of the mountain, and by the fourth day, we were starting to smell. We weighed the pros and cons and our noses got the vote, so we decided to climb. The first couple minutes weren't bad, but soon we had to do switchbacks because if we had gone straight up, we'd be crawling on all fours. Then we reached the shrubs. Now, individual shrubs are by definition not very thick, maybe an inch, maybe two for gigantic ones, but they are tall. And these ones were so thick in density that I couldn't even tell I was on a mountain, if not for the slope underneath my feet, because I couldn't see the view at all. The adults leading us decided to let the group take a break, and I, a couple other people, and the adults in the group took off our packs and scouted ahead to see if there was a clearer path. Thankfully, we did find a creek. It was rushing quickly over shiny boulders, and it honestly looked a bit dangerous. But we didn't have to wait in the creek because there was a nice path leading alongside the water. It looked ideal. So we moved the whole group over there and managed to pass quickly up the mountain for another hour. After we cleared the obstacle of the shrubs, we reached the last obstacle, a bunch of downed logs, very thick. There must have been a windstorm that went through and just toppled all of them, one on top of the other. I reached one particular sequence where there was three in a row. I managed to climb up and over and then around the first two, but the third one was waist height and completely blocking the path. There was no way around, and I knew that I could not go over. At that point, I was near the back of the path, and Isaac was right behind me. I turned to him, expecting him to spew some positive sentiment the way he had every day until then. But he didn't. He just looked at me, and he said, you have to do this. Now, I know myself, especially in that time of my life, and I can be pretty stubborn. If he had said, you can do this, I would have gone off on him. I would have said, there's no way you know my physical abilities because you're not me, and I know my physical abilities, so there's no way I could go over there because it's just impossible. And meanwhile, the log would sit there, impassive and unsurmounted. By phrasing it as, you have to do this, he was saying, you're holding up the group. There is no way around the log. You have no choice but to go over it. It is your responsibility to go over it. It redirected all of that stubbornness to an appropriate target, the log. I said to myself and to the log, why can't I go over it? There's no way that I can, but you know, I'm going to try anyway, because I'm going to be stubborn about it. So you know what I did? I rested my pack on that log. I lifted up one leg and somehow got it to waist height, which is a miracle in itself because, as I said, I was exhausted at this point. So then I was straddling the log. And I told myself, well, I'm already halfway over. Might as well just continue the motion. So I got my second leg up and over the log. And just like that, I was over that log. I was over the obstacle. I had done it when I told myself I could not. The adrenaline rush from this victory kept me going until sunset. Unfortunately, we had to camp on the side of the mountain instead of reaching the summit, but we reached the summit the next day, and the lake there was cold, clear, and the ideal reward after all of our trials, just as advertised. But the real reward to me was the experience of passing what I thought were my physical limitations. To this day, when I face a challenge, physical or otherwise, I remember this lesson. If I could pass my imaginary physical limits, why should I allow myself to be held back about my imaginary mental limits or imaginary academic limits or any other area of my life? I still keep in touch with Isaac and the others, supporting and being supported through all of life's crazy twists. And every now and then, I'm reminded of that mountain and of the power of believing that I can do it and of appropriate stubbornness.
0: This has been a production of Project Understory. A special thanks to Create Portage County in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Check them out at createportagecounty.org for their many resources available to local artists and creatives. We hope we entertained and inspired you today to encounter nature in new and meaningful ways.